Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Thursday, October 5. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, my tie isn't too loud. It's a little bit loud, but I had a red one on because this says red in these dots, but it didn't look very good. So we, we tried the bright. So my wife and I were trying to pick, pick out a different tie. Every once in a while, I go bright. <laughs> Paul's saying go Steelers. So there you go. Uh, what are the colors of Steelers? Is it blue and yellow or does this just look black? It's black and yellow. So this happens to be blue. So I'm a modified Steeler fan with a twist, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it is Thursday, October 5. I guess I said that. Welcome to the broadcast. We're going to bring uh, Robin Bullock on in just a minute. A uh, quick reminder that tomorrow, Jane Hammond will be on with us. Jane Hammond is a very dear friend. Uh, 30, Almost exactly 30 years ago, 29 years ago, I took advanced prophetic training uh, from her father-in-law and the team. I can't remember if Jane was a young trainer there at the same time. Uh, I went out, flew out to Indiana and took a, a, a long weekend course in advanced prophetic and that really launched me the elijahless hadn't even been born yet that was like three years before the elijahless was born so anyway those were great days and we'll talk with jane about that and she's got the word of the lord about the the time coming the times ahead uh and i have a great deal of respect some of you saw the word that jane gave robin bullock uh last week or the week before i don't remember for sure which 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 day that was so all right we'll be right back after this all right, well, it's time for Intelligence Briefing with Robin Bullock. So let's bring Robin on. Hey, there bro. he is. Well, I wanted to tell you, man, the Elijah stream blesses me. I thank God for it, all of you guys. The war we're in now, we are in a spiritual war. And people need to make no mistake at this thing. We have moved into a time that's only paralleled with the time of the Revolutionary War. God is doing some stuff, Steve. In the midst of Rose and her friend Kamiati's joyous celebration of the drilling of a new water well, a painful memory from Rose's past comes to mind. Both Justine, Rose's daughter, and Amina, Kamiati's daughter, would routinely get up early in the morning in order to make the trek to the closest water source. As the girls were collecting water one morning, Justine ventured too far into the deeper water and tragically drowned. It's been seven years since Justine's untimely passing. There hasn't been any other options for water, but that's all changing. The prayers of Rose and her friends for a pure, clean water source have been answered and they are overwhelmed by God's goodness. This new water well is the result of the generosity shown by you, our Elijah Streams partners. The difficult journey to the polluted water source for Rose and her neighbors is almost at an end. And it's because of you. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Man, if you ever wondered if your donation really makes a difference to, for these water wells, that story, that story 
will show you just one of hundreds and hundreds of examples of people's lives that are changed. She tragically lost her daughter, but look how God redeemed it, putting a, a well right next to her. And uh, God just redeemed it. I, I see, I don't know if it's a vision from the Lord or just in my mind's eye, but I see her decree, having declared and decreed from heaven that this would be a well right close to her, her mother to help bring healing and restoration. I, I really think that happened in heaven, which is why why and how we found this spot for this woman at this time uh, after seven years of um, so much grief. So thank you so much for making, uh, redeeming this woman's, um, I think it's Rose, they said, right? Uh, her life with a fresh water source. So very, very great. So, all right, time to bring in Robin Bullock. So here we go with Robin. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, brother. How about you? Doing very good. So, no. I always crack up when you do that because I can't do that. I try. God God is doing some stuff, Steve. Yeah, I love that line. I've said that before. Every time we've had it, I go, that is like so yeah. prophetic. It was like profound in yeah. some sort of simple way. <laughs> He's just up to stuff, man. You know, my spiritual yeah. father would always read this proverb out of Proverbs to me that, uh, those that drew near to God. I don't have it memorized. I should have quoted it enough times before his passing, but uh, he uh, he says, it's in King James Version. It says, I will cause them to inherit substance. Do you remember that one? It's Proverbs. Those that rise early or come come to me early, I will cause them to inherit substance. And he would always quote that. He says, it only works in King James. Yeah, I said I do. I don't. I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah, someone can but look it up. Cool, and it's you have to look that's it up, cool. King James guys, and, and we'll we'll say it. Yeah. We'll put it up there. Yeah, so. and substance. I like yeah. that. Talk about this October twenty eighth thing where you and I are going to do a live intelligence briefing. Man, that's never been done, has it? No, We've no, been, it'll be fun. I haven't been out there that. to your new place. Yeah, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I, uh, David and Stacy White, it'll be there. They'll be kind of hosting that night. And the 11th hour band will be there. We'll be doing prophetic music and, and all of that. And then you and I'll be on the same stage together. And we're going to do a live intelligence briefing. <laughs> that's going to yeah. be that's going to be great. I you know uh, we we are such a loosey goosey, and yet it, we we <laughs> you know we get it done right because we'll, yeah. we start with something and we go somewhere. We get we do stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, that's right. That's right. People get blessed. So, well, listen, uh, what, talk about McCarthy and he was speaker. Now he's not speaker. Uh, you had yeah. a word, uh, but I guess we couldn't play it because there was a copyright issue on the. I think we, I think we sent it to you without the news article. They could show just what I said, you know. Okay. And then we could talk about yeah, that. If, if and Emily, if you have that. Uh, okay. It's process. She says it's processing. Well, I can tell you about it while yeah. they, then they can show it. Yeah. I, um, I, I was coming back from, and the Lord had given me this in a, in a long prophecy. It was a prophecy in the middle of the night where I it was one of those where I wrote in the dark, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, you couldn't have read it if I <laughs> tried to show it to you. And, uh, but it was a prophecy that had to do with, oh, a phrase called guilt fire. The Lord gave me this phrase and said, guilt fire. Really? And uh, it was a long prophecy about several things, governments being weighed in the balance and so forth. And it just went on and on. 
And then he got down to this, to this about McCarthy. And, uh, and he said this, he said, well, show this one. And then I'll read you this because it's a little different. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's saying it's ready. So let's go ahead and play. It's very short. Okay. Go. Yeah. I saw about two or three days ago, um, that Kevin McCarthy, his seat is temporary, that he's only a temporary, uh, person there he's it's only temporary i saw that and uh so i wanted it to put it down on this date amen so you saw that about two weeks ago then if i'm seeing that right yeah well actually see i i said on there i said it on the 21st yeah and but i had heard it i thought it was two or three days i said it and then i went back and found my notes and it was before the 17th Okay. That I had, that I had written it down. Okay. And the Lord told me that was in the middle of the night concerning all this other prophecy. And, and if he gives me the go ahead, I'll tell it on this program, the whole prophecy. Yeah. But, but he said, um, uh, that, well, he was trying, he would try to get me. He'd say, now I want you to say this on the 11th hour. I want you to say this. And I didn't. And it would just slip my mind. I just wouldn't do it, I guess. I don't know, for whatever reason. And then I was coming back. I was having some guitar work done on my guitar on Judah that I play. And I was coming back from Georgia. And uh, uh, me and Tommy, the bass player, and the Lord said, get out your phone and record this about McCarthy. And I knew if I didn't do it, I was never going to get to do it again. And so I... I pulled out my phone and that's why it's on an audio recording. And that's the date on the audio recording. I have the screenshot of it. And, um, but this is what he said in the middle of the night. He said, who is McCarthy to the world of the spirit? A temporary placeholder for something else to come a temporary placeholder for something else to come. And that looks like that was written down before the 17th. Wow. That's the nearest date I have after that in my notebook. And you know, a lot of the prophecies prophets get can be months and months out. This one, like we're only talking about a couple weeks here, two and a half yeah. weeks, three weeks at the most probably. Yeah. What, uh, on the 21st, when I put it down in audio would have been what, 12 days or something. Yeah. And before it happened, and but, I want to point but, out, Robin, right here is that one of the reasons that there's there's credibility is you're not trying to say I had this when or I just got you know, the night before. You're you're showing us when you had it. You're looking at your notes. You're trying to accurately document what you said and when you said it, which is yeah. I very much appreciate that. I know our viewers do. Yeah, and I can even send you the screenshot of where I recorded it, audio, and it has the date on it. Wow. Uh, the yeah. day it happened so that I was sure I had it. And then I went back through my notes and the nearest date after that was the 17th. So I actually had the written word prophecy before the 17th. And of course now he's out and, um, he's been ousted just like the prophetic word said he would be, he was temporary. And, um, but here's what, Here's what really strikes me as odd, Steve. 
He said, who is McCarthy to the world of the spirit? A temporary placeholder for something else to come. For something else to come. He didn't say, he didn't necessarily say somebody. He said something else. And that's really been weighing on my mind. What does that mean? Something else. You see my note there. You and I are looking at the same notes. Uh, someone yeah. just sent us a note that Trump was just nominated. And I wrote there to my staff, nominated or selected as speaker. And Paul wrote nominated. So, okay, just want to give you news as it's breaking. Trump well, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because yeah. the Lord said something else. Something yeah. else. It's like a a plan, something. Well, it is in you. Are you specific enough on the wording where it doesn't say someone else, but something else or. Well, he said McCarthy was a temporary placeholder for something else to come. And, and that don't necessarily mean it might not be a person, but the next person could be connected to something else. Okay. They're doing something. Something is coming. Well, you know, it's very interesting. I've never seen this. I didn't, I, I still don't quite understand what my eyes saw, but he seemed to be unceremoniously ushered out of the chamber. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. get that. I don't, maybe you understood why they did that. Why did they usher him out? Was there something in that? Uh, but if at the very least, and then the temporary speaker who's the in, interim told Pelosi to get out of the office. She had this special office and she never gave it up. And he basically said, clear out your desk. And I'm using my lingo, but he said, yeah, you yeah. have tomorrow. And then the, the majority leader had on the other side, and the Senate uh, was told to vacate his office, this extra office they each had. So it's like God is, can I just say it this way? To me, it looks like God is publicly humiliating these people. Like you don't move on, I'm moving you on. You know, I had given a prophetic word a while back, Steve, and I remember I was on um, um, the Victory Thon uh, about in 21, I think it was. And I uh, remember. Gene asked me, he said, what do you see coming? I said, there's going to be a collision. And I didn't really know why I said that. I said, there's going to be a collision. And um, I said, and this was in 21. I believe, I honestly believe that we're about to see this collision take place. And a collision will come down, you know, uh, if two trains were headed to each other and they were far, far away. But as they got closer and closer and closer, there's going to come a point when you're right here, just like this, you know, and a collision happens. So I think that's where we are. I don't think this collision in time could have happened until crunch time. Yeah, it had to get, it seems like it has to get darker and darker so we could, it, it's well, almost, to me, to me, it's almost easier to see this and not freak out because I've been being slowly prepared to bear this new collision, as you're calling it. Um, early on in this whole process, all we wanted was Trump to come back. I'm talking about myself, not you. Sure. All I wanted was Trump. And then we get, we begin to wake up and realize how, what a horrible mess the nations are in. And uh, so we had to be able to bear this. Yeah. But talk more about that collision. Any, anything else well, gives you? Well, I think, I think what we're seeing now, it's obvious the Lord told me that about McCarthy, 
because yeah. that wasn't announced. Nobody right. knew that was coming right. unless the Lord told them it was coming. And he told me he was a temporary placeholder for something else to come. And then I announced it on uh, 921 on my phone. I yeah. made the recording. You can hear the background noise because I was in a vehicle traveling, coming back um, from Georgia. But when all of this, but he said for something else. So there's, there's something up that this is a, a plan. It was done on purpose. There's no doubt about it. And there may be somebody. It didn't say that, but it said he's a temporary placeholder for something else to come. A plan. Something is being done. And uh, it's obvious yeah. that both sides of the aisle was in on it. Now, There's Robin, has no God doubt. given you, because um, I, I haven't asked you this for quite a while, yeah. Uh, and uh, has God given you any pieces that are coming up either about um, now the speaker or now Trump or now, you know, I mean, Trump's been prophesying, basically, uh, China's going to go into Taiwan. He's been prophesying we're going to enter World War Three, but I didn't know if yeah. he's talking in code and he only means World War Three in the sense of, you know, we're battling the deep state, but most, a lot of it's behind the scenes, you know? Okay. Let me just give you this prophecy. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll just do it. You know, I mean, you think about it, it'll draw fire, but. <laughs> well, that's, we're sort of known oh, for that, aren't God, we? Man, you know. <laughs> oh, well. um, but this is a war in the spirit and yeah. it's a fight in the spirit. It's got to be one in the spirit. It, it can't be one in the natural because the natural is only following what's happening in the spirit. And once it's one in the spirit world, the natural just has no choice but to play out. That's good. That's just the way it works. And, um, you know, when Adam was created, there was a, there was a body of dirt in the earth before the man actually came to the earth. In other words, there was a, there was an image of the man. Then the man arrived. God breathed. The man is the, is the spirit. The humus is the dirt. And that's what you and I are, are humus men or spirits inside dirt. Okay. And so there has to be an, and, but God set a precedent. There would always be an image in the earth before the event arrives. So Adam's body was in the earth and then the man came, the spirit. So there would always be an image of what's coming That's good. in the earth That's really good. before the event ever arrives. Because the whole earth, everything about the creation of it, everything about the creation of the, of the spirit of, of man, everything God does is prophetic. Everything he does, he steps out on darkness and prophesies light. Everything he does is prophetic. He's constantly dealing with the future. And if you see, if you can see the future inside your spirit, Steve, then you can draw the faith from tomorrow into today to live that future. If you can see the future inside your spirit, you can draw the faith from tomorrow into today. Why? Because it is God preaching to you from your future. 
That's really and good. Faith comes by hearing the word preached. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And when you can see it in you, your if, future. Is another way of saying if you can see it, is that the same thing as a faith of a mustard seed? If you got that much faith where you can see it, a mustard yeah, seed. It, uh, yeah, I can see that because if you can see it, envision your destiny. Yeah. If you can envision destiny inside you, the vision of your future, then you can draw the faith from your future into the present moment and live by the faith of tomorrow because faith comes by hearing the word preached. And when you see a vision of your future, that's God in your future preaching to you. He's preaching your destiny to you. And nothing can stop you at that point. Nothing can stop you. See, people talk about the president, President Trump, President Trump, and and nobody loves President Trump more than I do. I mean, yeah. it'd have to be his family if they do. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I kind of love President Trump like Samuel did David. You know, I, I just, I just know in my spirit, and, but people. People forget that his whole presidency, everything about him has been prophetic. Everything, everything. He was, he was a type and a parallel of Cyrus that Isaiah prophesied 300 years before Cyrus was born. Crazy, crazy. And when they, when they minted the coin in Jerusalem, it had Cyrus and Trump side by side on that coin. I have one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's a temple coin. If I knew yeah. we were going to talk about it, yeah, that would be really fun to see. And maybe on the live briefing we do at the church, yeah. we can show that. That'd be great. And so Trump, President Trump, is like David, and he 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 entered the time of two presidents, just like David was in the time of two kings. One was anointed without the throne, and the other was was not anointed and had the throne. And that's the time of the two presidents. And this is, and that also harkens back to what Kim Clement prophesied. Yeah, that, that there will be the two presidents. Mm-hmm. Wow! And so that that prophecy hasn't played out yet. And there's nothing wicked people can do to stop that prophecy. But that prophecy hinged on David's decisions at when that took place. He could have walked back in office twice if he had dealt with Saul a different way, but he chose not to. And they even told him there's a prophecy that says right here, the Lord will deliver him into your hands so you can decide what you want to do. And David said, I decide to let him be at peace and let the Lord remove him. That's amazing. We talk about trusting the Lord versus yourself, man. Yeah, because he he could have went back. He could have, Steve. And if we went to the scripture, it actually says, one of David's men said, here is the the fulfillment of the prophecy where the Lord said he would give your enemy Saul into your hands and you could do with him what you will. And so it was up to David to make the choice. Twice he could have done it. And twice he said, no, let the Lord remove him. So that wow. way, there's no question. And I mean, am I am I overstating it if I'm saying 
in a sense, while you're teaching that you're kind of prophesying here, that this is probably what we're going to see. Well, I I, I don't, I don't have words in your mouth. I will tell you this. Okay. We are in the middle right now of that prophecy. Now, how it plays out. See, this is where people lose it. They, 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 and I don't mean lose it like lose the prophecy. They lose it because they get angry because they don't want men to have a choice when it comes down to prophecy. <laughs> they want God to take your choice away from you and just make you do something. And he just won't do that. He'll get, he'll get it done if he has to get it done with someone else. But he gives you the choice to whether you're, you find yourself in the middle of a prophecy. And politicians find themselves in the middle of prophecy all the time. They just don't know it. But they're in it all the time. Uh, Jeremiah 50 and 51 was the Gulf War. It's the Gulf War. It says, I will raise up against the old Babylon a destroying wind. That translates, in other words, I will raise up against you a destroying wind or a desert storm. And it oh, prophesied. Look at that. Oh, look at that. And it, and it went right down the middle. And it, it said that rough caterpillars will come up on your land, Babylon. This is tanks. And there were even engines that said caterpillar on them when they went up on the land. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, That's yeah, not fulfillment, man. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I remember I, I gave a prophetic word back then in the Gulf War. And I said, during the Gulf War, and I said, Saddam Hussein won't die in this war. I said, uh, we're going to stop short of Baghdad, I think it was. And they, people, and exact, that's exactly you what did. we you did. You prophesied that. Wow. Yeah, and, and I said that, but people said, well, how did you know that? I found it in Jeremiah 50 and 51. Where does and it I, say in fifty fifty one that you'd stop short? Though? It says run one post will run to meet the other to tell the the leader that his city is taken at one end. At one end. And I said there will be a stopping point. They won't go all the way and take it. He won't die in this first one. And he didn't. And well, it was all because it's in the scripture. But you know what, Robin? You know, I'm going to sound like I'm correcting the prophet. I don't mean that, but I'm saying you, yes, that's in the scripture, but a hundred other prophets would have read that and not understood it. The anointing came on you as you read it and you said, this is going to happen, right? Isn't that kind of what happened? That's exactly right. Because see prophets, this is, this is where it gets kind of (laughs) not dicey, but it gets kind of different because Anointings operate on people in different ways. Like uh, uh, David, uh, Samson, and Daniel all had an anointing to deal with lions, all of them. But each one of them dealt with the lion a different way. Hmm. But it was still an anointing on each one of them to deal with it. David ran him down, smote him with his fist, and killed him and took the lamb out of his mouth. Samson grabbed a lion and ripped him apart like he was nothing but a baby goat. Daniel just laid down and went to sleep around him. <laughs> That's good. But but you see, all three prophets are 
and judges and so forth, all three of them anointed. But all three anointings operated different. And a, prof, a prophet is going to operate different than another prophet. Yeah. But it's all prophets, and it's still prophets. Well, and, and I want to make sure people understand the basis of my question. I, in, in no way was am I criticizing other prophets for not seeing it. Oh, no, I'm just no, saying, no, no, Not no. at all. I'm just saying no, you no. are probably the most uniquely keyed, tooled, whatever the word would be, for you see it there and you go, this is that. And you see that mm -hmm. all the time. You look at the scriptures and you're well, going, Well, yeah, because that. that's where I look for it. Yeah. See, there's a there's a prophetic river. Now, like McCarthy, I didn't I didn't find that in the river. Yeah. I'm sure it's here. I just didn't find that. The Lord spoke that to me. And he'll speak things to me. But then there's th times in here, you know, like Ahab and Jezebel, Bill yeah. and Hillary Clinton and all that. Yeah. That's in here. And if you can recognize it, I call it the prophetic river that flows through the scripture. And it never misses. It never misses. What has been will be again. God requires that which is past and so forth. And so it never misses. And if you can find it, then, uh, you know, I've, I gave the prophetic word in 90. Was it 92 or I said that Bill Clinton would be wounded in the middle of his second term. And but he wouldn't leave office. And sure enough. He was impeached, yeah, but he never left office. That's right. And I and I found that in Ahab and Jezebel, and Ahab was wounded in his chariot, but managed to hold himself up. I, I mean, I, I'm just in awe at that gift because, again, the thousands of regular folks like me and prophets, other than you, would you know wouldn't have seen that in the scriptures i'd go well how do you get that but when you tell the whole story which you have on another episode mm -hmm. um, sure i want to make sure i don't i don't get you too far away from that prophecy you were about to read oh no no we, we'll do that we'll read. okay just want to make sure that but yeah amazing robin amazing but what robin. i was you know what i was getting at and it's been so long ago now some of the wording might be wrong that i'm remembering yeah. but i gave the prophecy that it would happen Exactly. Because I found it in the river. I call it the river. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it was back then, Steve, and it was in the middle of the 90s. Now, I'm going to tell you about a prophetic uh, encounter that I had along those times. Yeah. And I'm still to this day, I ponder on it from time to time at what it hmm. means. Hmm. Um, oh, and let me say this before I do. This, see, this is what you get me into. This is what we do. Don't play me. Uh, no, 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 no. I should say this is yeah, what no, you but I, We do this together, but I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, no, no. Put this a pin in that prophecy. Put a yeah. pin here. Now go to where, go share yeah. this other way. Well, no, no, I'm just picking at you. This no, is but what go, yeah, go ahead and get into. Yeah, we do. Which is why I like it because it's, it's all prophetic. We don't plan anything, it just starts happening. And so the Lord can go where he wants, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. I like yeah, that. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, we start to share a, a prophecy right there or some other one. That... Yeah. And, and we'll get to this other, but, but, uh, that I won't forget this other one, but I want yeah, to no, but I mean, it looked like you were about to say a different yeah. prophecy. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And uh, remember when I, I said that 
uh, one post will run to meet the other during yeah. the Gulf War mm -hmm. and tell the people that his um, kingdom is taken it, his city is taken at one end. And that's where I knew the prophetic word of, of Hussein wouldn't die in that first war like that and that it would stop short. And they did. And I said it would stop short, something to that effect. But then listen to this now. I said, and I found this, this is all coming out of the river now, the prophetic river. I said um, that, that Bush would stop and it would be a, it would quit for a while. And then he would go on in, or I said Bush would go on in or something and finish the job. Well, that started in George H. Bush's time. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yeah. And, and then it stopped. And then George W. did what he did. Well, I didn't know there was a George W. Back then, right? Yeah. No. Uh, uh I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't have a clue. Now I I'm I know people's gonna correct. Well, you know, the date, the date that I, I understand. I said I was the first one that said some of my wording. I may well, not be W we knew some people knew that HW George HW Bush's son owned the Texas Rangers, and that's what he was he was a businessman basically. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know there was one. Yeah. That I remembered. Yeah. Not back then. But I had this dream, and it was more than a dream. It was a prophetic encounter in the middle of the night. It was, it was, a, it was almost a night vision, mm. and it was back in these days. And I, and I say dreamed. You know, I know people say I dreamt, but I dreamed <laughs> that there was, there was um, four, let's see, I, I dreamed that around this short table, there was a small, like a low table. It was big, but it was low. Had a hole right in the middle of it hmm. like this. On one side of the table, all by itself. Now, this was in kind of a dark room. And on one side of the table, all by itself, was Ronald Reagan. Hmm. And Ronald Reagan was sitting there looking across the table at George H. Bush. And George H. Bush had a sick look on his face. He was worried and you could see it on his face. And he was looking at Reagan, just sick looking. And beside him was George W. Bush, who I did not know who he was, but that's who it was sitting right beside him. Then the scene changed. And it went out of the dark room like it was an intelligence room. Hmm. And it went over into a lighted part of the room. And on this lighted part of the room, there was this stage, Steve. And it had these columns that went up, standing up on these fluted columns. It was really beautiful. But they wasn't holding anything up. They were just there. They had drapery like uh, real sheer cloth between the columns around now there was these arab men standing there they had on suits and ties and but they had on their head wrap you know how they'll wear that with yeah. a suit yeah and they were standing around their their groomed beards looking real important and bill clinton was out there 
and he was shaking hands with them. And all at once, it, I was I was back over looking at this intelligence room and Reagan stood up and he walked toward the table and he took a, a stone like a rock and he threw it down that hole in the middle of the table. And my eyes, just like a camera, went when he threw it. And Reagan was kind of laughing the way Reagan would do. He just, you know, I watched him at a table one time and I, nobody can find this now, but I remember it. He was sitting at a table with Gorbachev. <laughs> they were eating a steak. And Gorbachev looked across the table at him and said, Mr. Reagan, they think you're going to start a nuclear war. And this is, was Ronald Reagan's answer. <laughs> and cut his steak. He never said a word. You know, that was Reagan. And Reagan would go, well, yeah. well, you know, but he never answered. He just cut his steak. Yeah, that's, that's left him. him wondering. So he got up smiling. George W. was sick looking. I mean, George H. He took this stone and he walked over to the middle of the table and he threw that stone down that hole. And my eyes, like a camera, went with it. And that stone started bouncing off each side of that hole hmm. as it went down like this, straight down. Well, it was curvy, but it was going down. And then I noticed it was ribs. It looked like it was ribs with, with flesh or membrane around it. Hmm. And I knew it turned out it was a dragon's throat. And it was bouncing off a dragon's throat. Now, about the time it started bouncing, over there where Bill Clinton was shaking those Arab men's hand, the whole room started shaking. It started crumbling, falling. And I looked out, and there was a businessman standing right in front of the stage. He didn't, he didn't have any hair, but he was well-dressed in a business suit. And these Arab people started pulling these swords out, and they were cutting them all to pieces. I mean, they were cutting them up. The building was shaking and that businessman was crawling, begging, trying to get out of that room, trying to get out of that room. And uh, there were four presidents I saw involved. Reagan, George H., George W., who I didn't know who he was, and Bill Clinton. Whatever deal Bill Clinton made ended up killing those businessmen that way just slaughtering them and they were begging. Well, after that, I, it, I was gone from there and I was at a gas station down the road and I was putting fuel in a, in a vehicle and I looked up and there was that, it just looked like a, a Butler structure, metal building, big mm. one, not huge, but there. And that's where it happened. And I was trying to tell people, do you know what went on inside that building? They wouldn't listen to me. My voice wasn't big enough to hear it. But it all happened covertly in places nobody saw. And it was after that, then 9-11 happened, coming after that. And so I've pondered that off and on ever since then. 
And it was in the 90s I had that. Well, you know, the, and this is Saudi Arabia. Was it Saudi Arabia? That it looked like it. It looked just like Saudi I Arabia. I hadn't realized until I've seen some of the recent documentaries that that one of the primary owners of or powerhouses of all of the social media was Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, the, one of mm -hmm. the, not the crown prince, but one of the princes was the primary owner of Twitter. Uh, I hadn't known oh. that. I hadn't known oh, that. And so they were... They, Saudi Arabia, who were supposedly those on the planes that flew into the towers, were Saudi Arabians or Saudis. Wow. And, and so a lot of the stuff that was just beating up business and businessmen. Oh, it, and, it slaughtered them. Yeah, I had and, not heard the claim on this movie. We showed the movie, The Greatest Show on Earth. We showed it a few weeks ago on this channel. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Saudi Arabia had a significant power um, hold on the power of all of the tech companies. A significant wow. part of it, which I had. They have so much money that's oozing out. Sure. They got to spend it somewhere. So they buy these huge portions of these companies. So. Well, and see, I saw that back in the 90s, yeah. all of that. I didn't know who George W. was, but he was at the table. Uh, Reagan was the one who threw the rock down the dragon's throat. Uh, George H. was sick looking over what he knew. Bill Clinton made a deal with Arabs in that vision, uh, like people from Saudi Arabia. It actually looked like people from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And, and those people pulled out their swords and they slaughtered American businessmen. But Reagan shook the whole place until it was collapsing when he threw that down a dragon's throat, which probably I thought about represented China. And see, all of these factors, something about that was involved. And it affected gas prices. It affected everything. And um, so the Lord will show prophetic things uh, partly from the scripture, partly, you know, if you can, if you have eyes to see it, yeah. And then he'll show you things like that dream. And you know, you just don't go to bed and dream that man. No, I mean, that's no, crazy. yeah. It's not how that works. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and then like, he'll just wake me up and tell me about McCarthy and so forth. And I was looking when I got back and I'll read this prophecy here in just a little bit. But when I got back uh, yesterday, maybe it was it yesterday, day before anyway, you know, I say the other day and it's six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> me too now. <laughs> I have to remember. And um, I try to live in the future all I can, you know. There you go. So when I, I'm back in the natural right now time, I think. Uh, a little bit the same. I always round my age up. Dreams always laughed at me. Because I've been saying I've been 68 all last year, and I just hit 68. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I got, know it. Now that, I start Robin telling. will tell me. She'll say, don't don't say that yet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, anyway, you know, I was, I was looking at, because I don't watch television. I mean, if I watch anything at all, it's usually something to do with uh, on YouTube or something. It'll be a clip. And Robin yeah. can't stand to watch tele uh, a movie on YouTube with me, yeah, because I won't finish it. I'll, oh. I'll just I'll just watch this much of it, and then I'll just 
walk off or cut it off. You know, I'm done with it. That's not the way to watch a movie with your wife on a date, yeah. on an in-home date. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got an old movie. I used to like the movie Pride and Prejudice. You know, oh, yeah, I I've that. seen that. And I, I, I used to have, I like to look at every version because I like that time. I like that era, yeah. you know, time. And uh, then I like Sergeant York. I, I like to watch Sergeant York. And I could watch war movies all day. I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a war. Yeah, I do. I I'm in the History Channel a great deal. Oh, uh, you know. And, but somebody I was looking and, and you know, they'll put, put my name up there and they'll snag me, my image, and then they'll put some kind of fake caption on it. You know, where you look yeah. like some kind of mule smiling, or something, <laughs> and you know, you know, and and just put something on it. And somebody said, um, a QAnon prophet says <laughs> this. And I looked at that and I thought, QAnon, huh? I, now, I've heard, I'm not stupid, I've heard of QAnon. Right. And, and I know it was some kind of uh, words that would be released and this and that. But other than that, I don't know much about that. Yeah. And. And I want to tell people, say, you know, QAnon, QAnon, to start with, I don't prophesy conspiracy. Yeah. I don't deal with conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, whoever QAnon is, I mean, I, let God deal with them. And, and Well, and, and as for anyone, and Johnny's been on the show many times, and he'll say, first of all, folks, there is no QAnon that doesn't exist. There's Q. And then there are anons, but there's no such thing as QAnon. It's just uh, the, the the media runs it together so that everybody now says QAnon, yeah. but there was no QAnon. I there don't was Q, and that's that's proof that you don't even know. You, no, you're I'm not into I, Q. Yeah, no, I, I'm not into that. Yeah, Isaiah, I think it's chapter eight says talks about prophesying conspiracy. Yeah. So I don't have but one God. Yeah. And He is God. And if he don't tell me, then I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's good. Because you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so what they're trying to do, of course, is is link all the prophets they can to that that love Trump or that support. That's uh, exactly what they're trying to do. They try to link them into some kind of. If they can throw in a MAGA or a QAnon, then they've already. Uh, sliced and diced you before they say one thing about well, you. Well, that way they can one. They're hoping in the future they'll be able to charge people with some kind of crime, hmm. and uh, like you've conspired. But to start with, now I'm just going to tell you straight up. I don't know what you just said proves. I don't know what QAnon is. Yeah. Uh, but leave me out of the mix because <laughs> because I'm going to hear from the Lord on this. Now, if you're going to get mad at me, let it be over this. Don't, don't get, you know, don't go all this craziness cause yeah. I don't know, but I know this. I am a prophet of the Lord and I will tell what he says. That's good. That's good. And, uh, prophesying conspiracy, I think is a, I don't even know. Now don't, don't get me wrong. Somebody say, I love this Q thing. Well, I don't, I don't even know what you're, I don't know yeah. what it is really. Yeah. But I yeah. do know. Yeah. I do know if it's conspiracy, if somebody's going to speak conspiracy, then it can dilute true prophecy. Yeah. 
So you need to be sure whatever you're hearing lines up with the scripture. Okay. Good. You know, and so anyway, I wanted to yeah. say that because we were talking about Trump and all of that is in the middle of prophecy right now. They're in the middle of it. Still. Mm. This whole thing is in the middle of it. And I, it could really tickle you, as we say in the South. Well, I wonder sometimes, and this is just Steve thinking out loud. I've wondered many times, I wonder if President Trump gets that. I wonder if some people, enough people said that to him that they he's looking in the word and, and says to someone, do you really think I'm? this is about me? Do you really think this is, I'm here? I mean, don't you think he probably looks into that scripture? Oh, right I, I don't know, but he should, because yeah. here's the thing. If he okay. ever finds himself in here, wow. you know, Cyrus, Cyrus did what uh, Nehemiah and all of them really wanted done when he found himself yeah. in scripture. Once he found himself, then, then he could live out destiny. And right now we're in the time of two presidents now. Everybody just might as well draw back and just admit that That's you're true. in the time of two presidency yeah. and uh, two kings. You're in the time of two kings. This is parallel of what, what did, what did Saul do? He's once he found out David was anointed and given the kingdom, he, and then anointed his whole kingdom took on one purpose, stop David, kill David. That's all it was about. Notice that he'd get, the Philistines would be charging his borders and he'd hear David was in another city. Oh, give me 3,000 men, let's go get him. I mean, they're always after David. Leave their borders unguarded, leave everything, just get David. And his own son-in-law to boot, you know, crazy stuff. So anyway. And, Wait, and, wait, uh, am I saying that right? Was that was that his son-in-law, right? He got who? Saul. Saul oh, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah, I want to make sure I was saying that right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because Michael was his wife. Yeah, there you go. But it was the time of two kings, mm -hmm. and they were running like this. And, and all of a sudden, Saul went to sleep one day because Saul lost his mind. That ought to sound familiar. His mind wasn't all there anymore. Yeah, that's sound familiar. Yeah, he laid down, went to sleep in a cave. And David walked over to him, and one of David's men said, Here's the prophecy that the Lord said that he'd deliver him into your hands and you could do whatever you wanted to with him. Let me stick him to the ground, and I won't even have to pull the spear back a second time. And and the Bible said a deep sleep was on all of Saul's people from the Lord. So he clearly put it in David's hands. And David said, no, no, I'm not going to do it. It happened again. And David cut his robe off. Remember? Mm -hmm. A little different situation. But he cut his robe off. And then he told him, said, I could have killed you, but I didn't. And so then Saul ended up going to war, and he died in battle. Well, so David, the time of two kings, the prophets had the anointing for the new king. Even though the kingdom was his, he had no anointing to be the king yet. So Samuel had to carry the horn of oil and go hmm. find David. And so this is where we are. 
And this is why you see things shaping up. And we're in the middle of a prophecy. And all these people, Adam Schiff, staring at everybody. <laughs> Shifty Schiff. Shifty everybody Schiff. looking around. Everybody doing all this stuff. Uh, and don't change it. They're in the middle of a prophetic cycle. And it's going to go a certain way. And it's just depending on the decisions of people, how fast it moves now. Well, you know, Trump was, I've been told that Trump was honestly uh, offered to, we could just, you know, when it was that whole January 20 was coming up, I'm not saying January 6th, but I'm saying he was offered to say, you know, we could do, we could do this. We could take it now. He was stolen. And he, you know, he knew that was going to be a civil war. Trump wasn't interested in doing that. That was his first no. He'd been offered that uh, yeah. by, by people, I believe, in the military. And he said, no, we're not going to have a civil war. We'll wait. And then he, at that day, and he, he got back on Air Force One and rode home, he said, we'll be back again in some form. Do you remember that? Mm. He was prophesying, this isn't sure. over. Uh, he didn't say, I'll be back as president. He says, I'll be back in some form, which is, uh, anyway, it was somewhere between a prophecy and a, and a calm. Well, it's because the reason you hear them picking up on prophecy is because they're in a prophetic cycle. You can't help it. No, they can't. And, and they can get mad and they can get mad at, you know, I'm not giving them permission, but they get mad at prophets. They get mad at maybe you. They get mad at whoever's talking. It's because they're frustrated because they're caught in a prophetic parallel and they can't undo it. They can't get out. See, remember when Jesus told, well, you don't remember it, but Jesus said to Satan, issued a challenge. He said, if you can make one jot or tittle that I've said not come to pass, then you can defeat me. So if you can make one cross of the T or one dot of the I not happen, then you can defeat me. That's because it's in prophetic parallels. You can't. It's going to be a parallel. What has been will be again. God requires that which is past. And the players, with it, it's because every time something happens, it sows seed for another tree that looks just like the seed that it came from. And it keeps going like that forever. And so it just depends on the players. What you decide to do, if you decide to be involved, okay, it's like this. What if? God had told Moses to go back to deliver the children of Israel. But what if Moses refused? What happens now? What would happen? He would have had to deliver them from another person because he's not, he's not a liar. He can't be, his mm -hmm. words can't be void. They're, That's right. It will accomplish it. So if Moses had said no, he could have done it through Aaron. He could have, he could have done it through he Miriam. He could have done it whoever she But it wanted. wouldn't have been done through Moses. Yeah. Because Moses could have refused. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we know that's a fact because of the book of Esther. When Mordecai told Esther, said, remember what he said to her? He said, who knows if you wasn't brought to the kingdom for such a time as this? Mm -hmm. He said, the Lord will deliver them by your hand, but if you do not do this, said you and your family won't escape, but the Lord will raise up deliverance from another place. That's, that's the rule. He said, you have an opportunity to be the hero 
But if you don't, the Lord will raise up deliverance from another place. So this is, this is the way prophecy works. And people don't get that. And it's because it's not that God says, this is the way it is. It's going to be this way. No other way. It's because everything in his government works in seed when, and heart. When you look at this and you're talking about the prophetic swirl, people are caught up in it. Mm-hmm. The players are mm-hmm. caught up in it, whether they like it or mm-hmm. not. And this mm-hmm. is the time of two kings. You said a few minutes ago that um, Saul uh, was killed in battle. He, there was mm-hmm. a, some sort of a skirmish and he was killed in it. Do you look at that and say, okay, we've been talking about reading it right there in the word. Biden's in the word there, apparently. And oh, he's there. Do you believe that we'll look back one day and say, yes, yeah, see what happened to Biden? That was he, he was in battle and he was killed in that. Would, would we be able to arrive at that? Would it be that? Well, uh, remember this. And when I say he was killed in battle, Saul killed himself. He fell remember on his sword, that? right? Yeah, he killed he fell himself. On his sword. Okay. But he was in a battle and, and he said, he asked his, remember he asked another man there. He said, slay me lest the Philistines get my body and abuse me. He said, no, I'm not touching you. Yeah. And Saul had to fall on his own sword. And so whatever Saul did, he was his own demise. Mm, I see. There you go. And, and you know that Saul was also involved in the occult. Yeah, There was the occult around him because he went and saw a witch and had a seance. There's, so you know government's involved in the occult. You know that if it plays out the same parallel, now if it continues the same prophetic parallels, then Biden is his own demise. However it's going to be, he brought about his own removal. And nobody has to do that. And uh, his own people, yeah. you know, will be you know, involved in this. But what we're in is is prophetic cycles. Now, whether these government officials know they're in it, Steve, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but they are, whether they know it or not. Well, and I see, have a sense that Trump at least suspects he's in there because we we've even on this program, but hundreds of other programs. I don't mean just because we're saying it here, but. We've said it on this program many, many times that he is the Cyrus. Long before mm-hmm. when this program was this program, it was being prophesied that he was 45, Isaiah 45, which is a right. Isaiah, Cyrus. you know, you know. So uh, I suspect he's heard that enough times to begin to suspicion he's he's the modern day version of it. Except with his, his exception is it was said of Cyrus, though you did not know me, I did all these things to you. Mm-hmm. Where Trump has begun to know him, it was prophesied of Trump. Through Kim, he will not be a praying man when he goes into the White House, but he will be a praying man when, when it's comes, all yeah. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. See, see, this is this is the thought on it. This is the prophetic way I see it. See, if if President Trump could see himself in scripture, every government knows there's a spirit world. Yeah. Everybody knows. They know if they didn't believe in the spirit world, then governments would have never had false gods and idols around them. They believe in the supernatural or they would have never worshiped gods. Okay. Um, You know, was Hillary Clinton had held a seance in the white house back when she was there. 
does she not believe in a spirit world? Yes, she, she does. If no, then why hold the seance? People know that there's a power beyond them. And, and Trump knows that there's something beyond. He acknowledges Jesus all the time. Yes, he does. The thing is, is that he needs a prophet around him. That's true. He don't need a prophet that's standing in the spotlight for everybody to be looking at him, standing beside him. He don't need that. He needs a prophet to, to consult with in private. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. Yeah. All kings have them. They just, they call them something else. Advisors, this and that. But if he ever sees himself in scripture, there's no stopping you Hmm. because you know God ordained this time. And so let me say it plain, just in case somebody's watching, Steve. Okay. You're in the time of two kings. In the days, you're in the parallel of Saul and David. Saul disobeyed God long enough. Saul's kingdom was in two parts. He was the first king of Israel, and he had sense. But in his second half as being king of Israel, the second part of his life, he lost his mind because Hmm. the anointing to be king left him. The Spirit of God left him. Obama was the first Saul, and he became that when he threw Israel under the bus. And when all of that happened, he lost his anointing. Mm. And a prophet actually said it. Well, when he did, it was about four months after that, you know, his presidential seal fell off his podium. I remember that. Rolled away, as I recall. Yeah, I think we counted the bounce was seven bounces. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. No, in other words, it was over. And after that, if you'll notice, he couldn't get anything done. He just couldn't get anything done. Now, does he know all of this? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Between him and God. But he fulfilled it. And he, and the, the seal fell off, bounced, fell over. He don't have a seal on his podium. Remember that scene. You can find it real easy. He has no seal on his podium. And he looks around at it and he says, did I lose my so what he said, did I lose my, he stopped. Oh, well, you know who <laughs> I am. It shook him up. Well, after that, even though he controlled the majority of things, he couldn't get anything done. Nothing would work. So then he leaves office. His vice president now takes over his next tenure, so to speak, not tenure, mm-hmm. but you know, Mm-hmm. And in this side, he loses his mind, just like Saul. He loses his mind. And so, so now you've got somebody in office who obviously don't know he's there. Mm-hmm. And so, but he's after David. Now, the same prophet that anointed Obama with his words also said, God is going to raise up a David. Well, now we know that's Trump. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened between Saul and David. 
Samuel went to Saul and said, you've disobeyed the Lord and, and the Lord has removed your kingdom from you. He said, you'll no longer be, he's rejected you as the king. Samuel turns to walk off and Saul grabs his tallit and tears it. And Samuel said, the Lord has rent your kingdom from you. Watch what he said now. Today, he did it and gave it to a neighbor that is better than you. So he said, today it happened right then when you lost your, when you ripped my robe, it's over. And he said today, but now Saul never quit wearing the crown till around 14 years after that. But Samuel said it, it ended today. You don't have the kingdom today. After today, this is it. It's already been given to a neighbor of yours, David. But the anointing to be king hadn't been given to David yet, just the kingdom. So he gave so, him the kingdom. He gave him the effectively the yeah. title, you're it, but, but you, the you, don't have the goods, you don't have the goods yet. You just have the, the documents the are written. The yeah. documents are sealed, that's so to right. speak. But Have, that's yeah, he got, right. He, was, what, he worked for another, I mean, he lived another 20 years or something before he became king. How long did he? Well, was it, it was 14. Like 11 to, yeah, 11 to 14 years. Okay, yeah. And so David had been transferred the kingdom to David. Heaven didn't recognize Saul as king anymore. Hmm. He recognized David as the king. But there was no anointing on David to be king. So the Lord said, told Samuel, the prophet said, fill your horn with oil and go anoint Jesse's son to be king. He has the kingdom. He just don't have the anointing. So he goes with his. So who's carrying the anointing for the next king? The prophet. The prophet is. Yeah. The prophet's yeah. carrying it. So the prophet, that's why Samuel was concerned and said, if Saul hears I have this oil, he'll kill me. If I'm going up there with this oil, because he knows. And if he kills me, I'll never get to anoint him as king. So he said, go up and offer a sacrifice. Say you're coming to offer a sacrifice and anoint him then. So he did. Spirit of the Lord left Saul that day and went to David. Saul lost his mind. That's the king. That's the president now. Yeah. David started running round and round the mountain. It's amazing. He ran round and round a hill, isn't it? He ran round and round a hill. Now, I want you to let that sink in a minute. Yeah. He went around and around a hill. Now, you, are we, we talking about Capitol Hill or what? Yeah. He okay. ran round and round a hill. Okay. Round and round a hill. And and Saul's chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. Got to get rid of him. Got to indict him, indict him, indict him, indict him, indict him. Just chasing him, chasing him, chasing mm. him. And David had opportunity to get rid of him twice. But he said, I'm not going to. Let the Lord get rid of him if he wants him gone. So that's where it's setting right now. Well, and can I just comment on that part that, that we've we've hit pretty good that that Trump is obviously David in this scenario and yeah. and to not take out Saul when he could take out Saul 
flaws. Demonstrates an inbuilt humility that while oh. some of his detractors are saying, well, Trump's full of pride. No, he's not. Not in this scenario. No, we know if the parallel is exact, yeah. which the Bible parallels never miss it. Yeah. Men misinterpreting it, but yeah. but it never misses. And that means that at least twice mm -hmm. he could have came back in office, mm -hmm. but he decided not to let the Lord set it up. That's, that's kind of very cool to watch this story because yeah, you know, I told one of my staff, I think I remember which one it was, but I, we were, I said, well, what do we think? Do we think Trump is going to uh, try and become speaker of the house? And one of them said, no, because that leaves out God. I'm waiting for the God factor is basically what she was saying. Um, and that's really what we're talking about. So D David is saying, no, no, let God do this. It didn't mean he wasn't going to make decisions when they were trying to make be made. No, but but there was a real reason. Think about it. If David had took Saul out, yeah, there's it could have caused something terrible. Because nobody would that was anybody wasn't spiritual minded would have never believed God did it. Yeah, yeah. They'd have thought it was an uproar, an uprising, all this stuff. But he said, let the Lord do it. He said, the Lord can take him out or the Lord can let him be taken in battle or something. However the Lord wants. I'm just, David said, I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let him do it. But the day came when the people came and made David king. They came and got David. That's really good. And that's very specific. The is people did. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's votes. That's the people. And we're a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. So the people is what the Lord sets up in this thing. And so you're in a parallel. And I just smile because people look and they say, oh, God is just going to do this and do that. I said, no, God's going to do exactly what his word says he's going to do. Now, if you want to play in it, you want to be a part of it. He'll come and ask you about that. But you say no, then, you know, what if Moses hadn't have done it? What if Esther hadn't have done it? What if these things, what if people had chose different paths? Well, well, you know, I mean, it's like, it yeah, it's like, this is the kind of thing where as soon as you've settled on one thing, it's the other. So we say, no, let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. And one day, uh, the David has to make a decision to do something. He will. Because if he doesn't make the decision, and then if you say, no, it's all the decision of David, then David doesn't even get to, well, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but every time. If you put, it was all the decision of God and David had no decision in it. Yeah. Then that's just a slave. That's yeah. no different. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like God don't make you and me do anything. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd sit up by the beach on a chair and wait till someone told you, okay, sure, he's gone. Come on in now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. I mean, there will be a time, and David was anointed king over part of Israel first. Yeah, it was. And then he united the whole kingdom. And so that ought to tell you something. Just yeah. watch how it plays out. Yeah, in our idealistic mind, certainly mine, when it's time, he gets it all. And plus interest, plus you know, and, and there's no fighting. There's no taking Jericho. Yeah. There's no, 
you know, but that's not what God did with, he, he did it the slow way with David, or David made it, I don't know if David cooperated in the slowness, I guess he's saying he did. He did cooperate in how slow it went. He, he, well, he always uses people. Yeah. The scripture said we're co-laborers with God. Yeah. So he's got a part, we've got a part. And it's our privilege to get to be a part. Yeah. Now, see, if somebody could sit down and tell President Trump that story of two kings, there's no telling how that would register in his spirit mm. because he would translate immediately, translate things into the political realm yeah. and know what's going on because he knows more about what's going on than we do. Yeah, it's true. And all these indictments you see, now you see what it is. It's Saul chasing David to kill him before he could ever become the king. That's all it is, and it's exact parallels. And if the truth were known, Robin, I don't. I think you would say this, but I, we haven't talked about this. There have been multiple attempts on his life, even that sure. we don't know about. They are literally trying to kill him at the same time he's trying to take him out politically. They're trying anything yeah. and everything, you know, so. Yeah, and this, and don't think that this recent development with McCarthy is not playing into the parallel, because it is. It's all playing into this same parallel, and one thing will bring forth another thing, and another thing will do another thing, and who knows? I'm not saying this is it, yeah. but who knows if them offering him speaker, if he turns it down, it could be his second chance that he just said, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I mean, we don't know what he's, how he's going to decide here. Mm -mm. But he can decide, you know, uh, just forget all this. He could say, I'm just going to go back and play golf. Yeah, and I think because he, he is who he is, he would never do that. I just don't no, think he but, would. I don't think he can but don't by think his own his, self. He has the opportunity. But, he has the right to. I don't think That's he can, what I mean. I don't think he but, can pull it off because he's too dedicated to this task. Well, he's not a quitter. Right? No. He's not a quitter, and he's still anointed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, yes. see, he's anointed until 24. Yeah. Remember that. And then, and when he runs again, prophets have to anoint him again. And so we're, we're dealing with, with, we're dealing with, with times. And this is why Daniel 7:25 says the enemy seeks to change times and laws. He's after those times. He knows how that works and he's after that. And if he can alter a timeline, he did that when Obama was elected. He altered a timeline. And the body of Christ gave it to him. And boy, that didn't work out good. That's why, I don't know if I should say that or not, but that's why Obama, his first term, he was sincere, but he was sincerely wrong. But he really thought he was, this is the way you, you do it. You just tear everything down and redo it or something. Hmm. He thought that's, you know, if that's all you've ever been raised to know, that's what you do. Now, whether the occult's involved or not. I, well, Pete, when, I, when he first got in, of course, I was a proud that we could finally elect an African-American. Even though I didn't vote for him, I thought, well, that says something. We could elect an African-American. So that was good. Um, but he, he, 
when when every decision every decision was against God and country. It was. Yeah, and then you realize. Then at first I thought yeah. he is so inept. Yeah. His policies are so wrong. And I think, wait a minute. At some point you wake up and you go, he's doing this on purpose. He's dividing on purpose. He's tearing down on purpose. He's speaking against God and Christianity and guns what, on purpose. What, you know. What was he though? He was a community organizer. Yeah. That's what they do. And that's that's what all that training does. It says tear it down so you can rebuild it. And I remember I had a prophetic dream about him way back then. And it's it kind of it kind of bothered me hmm. because listen to the dream. He was running through the woods, leading a, a line, as we say in Alabama, a string of people. I mean, and I was in the line running. And I was running and running. We were running all night long through these woods, through through creeks, through streams. We'd cross Jeez. these little streams and briars were cutting our faces up. And we got to the, finally got to the other side of it. And he was smiling. And I said, Lord, what was this? Cause I, I said, cause I don't, I didn't believe in any, any of his policies, anything. I said, what is this? He said, he sincerely believed. He's doing the right thing. Hmm. And he said he, dra he, he dragged, he'll drag the country or he dragged the country or he will drag the country, however it was said, through briars, creeks, woods, everything. But he thinks he's right. And that's why he did it with such a passion. Yeah. In other words, it, he thought tearing down was exactly sure. the right thing to do. Sure. I mean, if that's all you were ever raised to do yeah, and you were trained politically to do certain ways, you're going to do it that way because you think that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives people that can be sincere, but sincerely wrong yeah, because it's a different ideology. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I never thought of a community organizer being trained to tear it down. But as you're talking, I'm going, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see that. In other well, words, everything you all have tried to do has not worked. I'm here to organize the community to start over. And the only way yeah. you start over is you tear down what, what, what already existed. Yeah. What, what did ACORN do? What did that, remember that group ACORN? Yeah, they were, weren't they all? They divided also, everybody. Yeah. They were intimidating at the voters booth. I remember well, that. And they divided everything. Yeah. But community organizing groups like that's what they do. They divide everybody. Well, what happened during that time? The country divided itself. Yeah. It was divided. Mm. So, but, but if you think that's the way it's supposed to be, then every decision you make is that. And, um, I mean, it was wrong, but it, yeah. but you know, you, you understand what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And so, now, anyway, we're caught up in a prophetic time, Steve. Yeah. And there's no reason for people to think we're not. And the occult's on the scene. Now, you say, does Obama and people like that know they're involved in the, all of this? Well, you just have to ask them. Hmm. And, you know, and all these government, but somebody knows. And if they don't, then all these people that look like they're 
involved in things, and I'm, I'm talking about different people all across the board, then they ought to fit, fix what makes it look like they know if they don't know. Yeah. But a prophetic time and a parallel can look like, just like you know you're doing this. Hmm. But see, Cyrus was a king prophesied by Isaiah, and he didn't even know it. He didn't even know it until another prophet told him who he was. And so I, you know, I endeavor, I want, I would love for President Trump to hear who he is. Yeah. If he ever sees who he is in scripture, then he'll know. That's really I'll good, read. Robin. That's really good. Yeah. Well, Robin, yeah. let's see. Uh, anything else? We um, we have to get going a little bit earlier today because I got two shows today. So, you know, Jane Hammond prophesied over you uh, at your place. Yeah. We're having her on tomorrow. We're actually taping her today. So I took my prophetic training through her organization, her okay. father-in-law, Bishop Hammond. So uh, yeah, her, was, and, her and Tom, they're just wonderful people. They're really, they're, they're really great. And uh, yeah, I was, well, uh, I was, I was going to read this to you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't but know if, if you, you if, if we need to do it another program, we can. Well, I, I don't know how long it is, but go ahead. Let's do it. I did tell people we were going to do it. Well, so. I, I could, we could do it another time. It doesn't matter. It's, it was, um, this was on, before September 17th. I know go ahead that. and read it, Robin. I feel like you should go ahead. It was called, and the Lord spoke the word guilt fire. Guilt fire. Mm. I'd never heard that in my life. I don't even know what it means. But he said, among the nations, nations, guilt fire. Mm. What is guilt fire? He said, you've killed your own people, different nations around the world, and you are guilty. You're guilty before heaven and before God and before the earth. Your trial is set in hell. He said, you've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Therefore, guilt fire upon your heads. Whoa. The blood of thousands rests upon your hands. She's talking about, I don't know who. Just oh, nations. you don't know? I was going to say, who is this speaking to? <clears throat> just It said nations, nations, leaders, world leaders, and tyrants. Said, you are no less guilty than Paul Potts and any other genocidal leaders. Then he started talking to local mayors. Whoa. He said, "Local, ma you local mayors did it for gain. Hmm. He said, well, well, you have been weighed. And then I heard this, and this shook me. Welcome to hell. Whoa. He said, for you reject the blood. You reject redemption. And you plan on unleashing death again. He said, well, there will be another war, but not like you think. Hmm. And he said, different leaders now will die and leave the scene. And then we've seen that senator leave the scene just the other day. Uh, Feinstein, wasn't that her name? Yeah, 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 Feinstein. And and we're seeing different ones leave like that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for you, he said, the war is over. Said you should not have uh, involved the children. Just talking about the different ones that will be leaving. Said you shouldn't have involved the children. Did you think murdering my heritage was okay? Mm. He said, all right. Why was there no fear of God within your eyes and the angel of the Lord? 
For you said you didn't care if people thought you were Satan incarnate. Well, you're not. Every spirit that possesses every tyrant, their dream is to be the Antichrist. But you, puny demon, are not, says the Lord. You are nothing and will fall short as the one who possessed Obama. Hmm. Now you will be left. Remember, and he talks about Kamala. He said, remember Kamala, they will betray you. This is just what I heard in the night, in the middle of the night. They will betray you. You'll not get what they promised. Turn back to God. Turn back to the God that your grandmother and grandfather knew. Wow. The living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Hallelujah. Then he said, the American Indian is on the rise. What? I thought we had them down, I heard someone say. And defeated, nay, says the Lord. I called them back because they are needed. Now you can take their place. Who is McCarthy to the world of the spirit? A temporary placeholder or something else to come. Hmm. The Republic, the Republican, it is a theater show. To you Republicans and to the Democrats, it's a circus. To you, it is a theater show. You play off the introduction, but wait for the final curtain. And you will see who remains standing for me, says the Lord. Guilt fire. You lobby for death and try to legislate life. When all the time my word is the author of life. But you won't look at it. Instead, you lobby for death mm. and try to legislate life. Now you will have death in your lobby. You will see, says the Lord. And that's what he said to me. Wow. In that well, that was interesting about Kamala. He's basically saying through the mouth of a prophet right now that the window of grace is still open for yeah. Kamala, but how much longer? I don't know. Is it sent? Do you have a sense that it's kind of like the last know. warning? Last, I don't know. It just said it must have been something about a mother, a grandmother, and a grandfather who loved yeah. God. Mm. And, um, and so. But I noticed that, and then he and then he said that about McCarthy. Yeah. So you know, all of the other has to be true. Yeah. Because McCarthy, the prophecy that he spoke about him happened already. Yeah. So I've never felt like reading that whole prophecy anywhere. You know, but and today, was this was that all that that you just read? Was that all given to you on the same day? That, that uh, be, before the 17th or something like that. Yeah. Same yeah. Okay. The same night. Okay. Very same night. Yeah. And um, I wrote all of that in the dark, you know, just writing yeah. in the dark. You can't see it. You just have to put your finger on the paper and write. I you can't know? even believe you can pull that off. And, but wow. And, uh, so, anyway, whatever that is, I know the sign of it all being true yeah. is McCarthy. That is true. That is true. And it did happen, Steve. McCarthy did happen. Yeah, I did. So, oh, so there are obviously things in the spirit, and we're in a prophetic cycle. 
Rodman. Really, really, really good, Robin. So, hey, thank you so much, man. I know this is going to be a very popular show. I'll be sure and for- forward that to all your friends, folks. Maybe someone will forward this to Kamala Harris, and she'll see some a window of grace still open to her. Um, that's always any, you know, God's not willing that any be saved that all come repentance, but not all do come rep- to repentance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, at the very least, uh, it's a warning, if not the last warning on that one. So I don't know. God knows. Robin, go ahead and tell, would you uh, um, go ahead and say your website so people will know where to go. And then maybe I'll ask you if you can close in prayer too. So. Okay. It's uh, robindbullock.com. Okay. Just go to robindbullock.com and everything that, that we're, we're involved in is there. Okay. And, um, you know, and so, but, but remember this, Steve, not you, but the people watching. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't try to lump me in anybody else's camp, but, but Jesus. Yeah, it's good. Because I only listen to the Lord and I only prophesy what I hear him say. I, I'm not. I can't say anything but what I hear the Lord say. That's right. And, you know, and we are in that time. Hallelujah. Yeah. So good. Go ahead and pray. Yeah. Well, Father, in mm. the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you for the people, Lord, their, their health, their well-being, their peace of mind. I pray over them, Lord God, that they'll be at peace in their homes, in their jobs, in every step they make. I ask you, Lord God, to begin to to put your hand in this nation like Mm -hmm. and just mix things around and get it to where righteousness Mm -hmm. prevails again. And Lord, I ask you now for great wisdom in in leaders, righteous leaders' minds. And Lord, courage for wicked leaders to resign. Tell them, Lord, that they can leave with dignity if they just quit and resign and let some of them admit what's been done to cause this Lord so that we correct it and it never happened again. And I give you praise and honor and glory for it. May the word of the Lord be done. The will of God be done and the prophetic flow that's happening in the political now come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, everybody, let's see. Uh, stick. Uh, come uh, tomorrow morning at 11 Pacific, we have Jane Hammond coming on. Uh, she's a dear friend. She's got a word of the Lord about the, the days ahead. And uh, I've seen some of her notes. It's pretty interesting, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, we will actually be recording that in about in two hours or so. So God bless you, Robin. Have a great day. Give our love to Thank you, Robin. Brother. The other Robin, Robin, Robin. See you guys later. Have a great day, you guys. Shalom. (laughs) Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.